Greetings, everyone. Very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the Sunshine Coast in Australia, joined today by Cheryl Plouffe. Cheryl, g'day from down under. Where are you hanging out? I'm in southern Ontario, Canada today, Tom. Great to be with you. How is the weather this evening? It's fair because in this <laughs> hemisphere, we are going from summer to, to fall, but yes. it's nice. Yeah, and we, we're down under, so we're doing the exact opposite, going from fall into summer. Um, well, spring, actually, into summer, actually. But we'll get off climate. We won't go there. For those of you who don't know Cheryl, she's, she's, got actually, she's got a really wicked smart strategy for getting you in front of ideal clients and converting them into clients, from prospects to clients. She's a video strategist. She's an entrepreneur in her own right. She speaks internationally. She's broadcast over 20,000 hours of live television during her professional career. So she's going to learn a thing or two any moment now after 20,000 hours. Title today, and this is going to be interesting, folks, how to start a podcast in just 30 days and get one to five high ticket clients without even growing an audience. So everyone I'm sure is on the edge of their sheet seats or their sheets, depending on if they're watching this at the desk or a bit. Cheryl, let's kick off. Our time is going to start now. Who is your ideal client? That's question number one. Our ideal client are six-figure coaches, consultants, and online entrepreneurs who are faced with the task of deciding how they want to organically market themselves. And there are a lot of options out there, but we feel that profitable podcasting is a great tool to use to tick off a lot of checkboxes on a list of things we need to do as entrepreneurs. Why don't we just unpack it a bit? Because as you know, I have a very set structure of, of questions. Do you want to give me a heads up on what it looks like to how, how you go from podcast to client, or do you think that'll come out in the questions? It might come out in the questions, but I'm happy to answer here. And that is that our focus isn't necessarily on just the audience. And that's what traditionally podcasts do. I think a couple of mistakes. One is to do audio only, because I, I believe that people want to see the video and the dynamism right. of the interview in the process. So, And I think it's a missed opportunity to not do video and then repurpose to audio. But second to that is rather than focusing on the audience only and waiting for three years for an advertiser or a sponsor to come along and throw you a hundred bucks to be on your podcast, what we would prefer to say is leverage the podcast so that you can turn your guests into clients, referrals, and speaking engagements. And that's great overview. Great overview. Thank you. So let's go to question two, uh, just over five and a half minutes left. What, what would you, how would you define the problem that you solve? It's to do with lead generation. How, how would you put it? I think it's to do with lead generation, but more importantly, it's the connections. It's who do you have in your network? Who do you have access to who could lead you to more clients? It's, and especially referrals and speaking engagements. Anyone who's been in business for any length of time knows the value of referrals because there's so much trust built into that. So right. the problem that we solve is authority, but it's also about building that, that database of who you have access to. Because I imagine if you just emailed someone and said, hey, you know, do you want to talk about becoming a client or do you want to talk about referring me? You wouldn't get a response. But if you invite them onto your podcast, that's a whole different relationship dynamic. So it's a different relationship dynamic right from the start because you're not selling anything. You're giving and it's giving. built on reciprocity. Right, right. And that reciprocity is such a powerful force in human psychology and in marketing. So let's talk about, question three is, what are some of the typical symptoms that someone listening to this might be experiencing and go, yeah, I need to find out more about how Cheryl does this? I think the main thing is this idea of spinning your wheels on the hamster wheel, the incessant hamster wheel of social media, and not mm. necessarily getting any of the results that you want. Because a lot of people are still focused on vanity metrics. 
in my opinion, I would rather have 1,000 true fans. I would rather have a database, of, a solid database of people who I can rely on to grow my business rather than having, you know, 100,000 vanity followers on Instagram right. that I'll never, ever get to know personally. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Van vanity metrics, it's a great way of putting it. So, so people are on the social media hamster wheel, another great way of putting it, and they're just not getting the traction, the cut through and the inquiries that that's folks, if that sounds like you, then you want to keep listening. Yeah. Question I mean, four. another and quickly, Tom, I, I think that the other thing is that, that another inspirational quote is not going to lead you to more clients. <laughs> you have to have a stronger strategy than that. But, but I was so clever with that quote. Why is the world not beating the path to my door? Disappointing to me as frequently been, but we, we're talking about you know, coaches, consultants, we're talking about people who are pretty smart because they're in a position to offer other people advice. And so they're going to be trying stuff. Just over three minutes left, what would you say a couple of the big mistakes that people make trying to solve this lead generation problem before they find your solution? It's because people are creating content for just the sake of creating content because they see other people doing the same, but right. they don't have the strategy behind why are we creating the content? What is the intent behind it? Because there's never been enough thought put into why are we doing this content in the first place? So yep. I think it's this idea of content for content's sake. Listen, the truth is we don't live in a world where build it and they will come. You have to have a much stronger idea of how that's going to lead to what it is that you ultimately want. So really the, the answer is intent. We have to have intent behind what we're any of the marketing we're, that we're doing, including in this case, profitable podcasting. Right. Big mistake. No, no intent, no clear objective, no clear strategy on how you're going to convert from social media or content to client. Question five. It has to do, I think largely it has to do too is systems. What systems do you have working in the background? And mm. in many cases, automated systems in the background to help you gather data, information, you know, from people who you would again have on your, your podcast as guests so that you can follow up effectively. That's a really That's key, a, key part. Another mistake. And without those systems, it's all a bit random. So Question number five, two minutes left, a valuable free action. It's like a top tip. It's not going to solve the whole problem. People might need you for that. But what's a top tip you can give them? Take them a step in the right direction. I think one of the, the things to do is to think really a mindset shift and just look at the what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and ask yourself, are these lead generating or income generating activities? Right. So for instance, an online entrepreneur, a coach or consultant, it's calls. How many calls are you actually on? Or are you just doing work and staying busy, but not actually making any sales? Yeah. Look at how many calls you're conducting. But I think it's income generating activities and having a real hard conversation with yourself about, are you doing those things? That's probably the acid metric, isn't it? You know, how, how many, how many meetings am I have with people that are you know, pre-client inquiries? So terrific number to measure. Thank you for that. Question six, valuable free resource. Where can people try go to get more about this? I'm going to answer it for the sake of time. Folks, go to www.profitablepodcastmethod.com. In that, you're going to learn why the, the whole nuts and bolts of the whole system. It, it's, it's completely free. Profitablepodcastmethod.com. Cheryl, last question, 35 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? The question you should ask me is how long should it take me to produce my podcast? And right. my answer is an hour a week. We pride ourselves on having created wow. a system that allows you to generate, you know, so for finding your, finding your guests, interviewing your guests, distributing that content, everything in one hour per week. An hour a week and a client a week is a pretty good formula. 
Cheryl, thank you so much for your, your time and your insights, folks. It's www.profitablepodcastmethod.com. Cheers, Cheryl. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.fivehourchallenge.com.